This year's donations might go to, say, the geology department. Oh dear, not the dirt people. Geology is the study of pressure and time. That's all it takes, really. What kind of activity has turned the lake massive? Look, I'm just a geologist. I like rocks. I love rocks. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Geology Flannel Cast. My name is Steve. Hey, everybody. This is Chris. Hello. I'm Jesse. Hello. I appreciate yeah, you put, putting off uh, <laughs> eating that cheese it right as we started. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I've, it's, it's only taken me over 100 and whatever we're at now. Yeah. But that's, I think this is 150. Is it? It, it might be. You don't uh, That's um. Just, you know, that's personal growth right there. You should always. 146. Yeah. Moving on up. Yeah. So I, yeah, I like to think I nailed that. Yeah. Good job. Yeah. Part part of personal growth is being able to, um, you know, compliment yourself. I did great. You did. (laughs) Awesomely outrageous everyone for uh for downloading today's episodes for downloading the geology flannel cast uh also known as the premier geology podcast on the yep. internet i hope uh, i hope you're all doing as great as i'm doing yeah can we patent that like or, or trademark the premier geology podcast kind of like the ohio state well <clears throat> i think you just Someone's going to swoop in and steal it now. Oh, shoot. You just gave the idea. All right, Chris, you're, before, you're before, you, uh, before you post this podcast, let me look into my uh, trademark guy. I yeah, wonder yeah. if it works because. I'll talk to my IP, my IP attorney stuff. Yeah. Because what do they say with the copyright? You just like uh, just mail it to yourself or something like that, right? And it's postmarked. Uh, postmarked with the date and everything. Don't think that. I'm, I'm not sure if that really counts. Yeah, I'm guessing you could email it to yourself now as opposed to. No, no, no. no. I'm going to burn the podcast onto a CD, right? (laughs) I I can tell you, you can't send a telegram. No. What do you know? Um, I sent Uh, one telegram in my life. Oh, really? Wow, you sent a telegram? How did you do that? What's that? How did you do that? Uh, Western Union. I uh, did it in the mid 2000s. It was online. I did it online. Nice. I typed, but they delivered it. Cool. I sent it. What's that? I said, cool. Yeah. It was pretty neat. Who'd you send it to? Sarah. I was nice. letting her know that I had lost my cell phone. Ah. <laughs> Sarah be Telegraph. Yeah. I'm, I'm not going to lie. I didn't think I'd hear that today. <laughs> but speaking of telegraph offices, I'm sure yeah. some of the some of the places we're going to talk about today probably at one time or another had a telegraph office. Definitely. I'm sure. Why not? Yeah. Um, <laughs> That's a beautiful segue. I can't confirm <laughs> yeah. it, but uh, today we're going to be talking about some national parks. Yeah. So it's kind of a. So we've already done a, um, a national parks episode uh, a while back. Um, but, uh, we're going to kind of, uh, do the, do the redo or, you know, we're going to uh, do the remix today. Remix. Yeah. So, uh, 
But um, we're going to be talking about uh, kind of the geology behind some of our uh, some of our favorite national parks. So just brief synopsis or whatever, real fast on nothing too in depth, but just kind of what are some of our favorite, you know, U.S. national parks and uh, why are they pretty cool? Why do we like them? And what's uh, geologically what's uh, what's pretty cool that's uh, that's going on at these parks. So I guess uh, with that, where do you guys want to start? Who wants to go first? <laughs> I mean, I, 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 I will in that my park is the easternmost point or Are the easternmost you, park, right? Is it the northernmost in the lower 48? Yeah, an easternmost. I don't know. I think it's the north. It's not the northernmost. It's not the northernmost. No, that would that has to be like glacier, right? I was wondering if glacier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's 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 easternmost because the sun rises there first in the country. Yeah. I think. Yep. Yep. At uh, yep. Cadillac. Oh boy, let's talk about it. You want to say what the so, name of the national so, park is? Yeah, my national park. Well, we, key- we should do is you should oh. just talk. Don't, don't, don't. I don't to talk about it for like 10 minutes and see if the listeners can guess the national oh, park. Yeah. That actually be pretty fun. If we just like kind of gave hints about like, <laughs> I, hopefully, yeah, hopefully some folks have gotten it up, you know, saying it's the easternmost or the northernmost as you were alluding to that, that sort of pinpoints it geographically. North and east, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the most northeast national park, you could say, right? <laughs> in the uh, yeah, in the in the country, the the yeah. It's it's most north and east, but it's in a part of the state it's in called Down East. So yeah. And you can uh get a lot of lobster in the area too. But, you know, lobster. <clears throat> lobster roll to me is so overrated and overpriced. And I McDonald's sells lobster. I love rolls. it. We're talking about Acadia National Park in yeah, Maine. If you haven't, Maine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, I know it's sort of a scam, but I just, there's, what is, good. I mean, it's mayonnaise. What's, what's in lobster. I never had a lobster roll. What's like, what's in it? A mayonnaise just, and lobster yeah. and, a, and hot dog bun. Oh, is that all it is? Oh, God. <laughs> I guess you can gussy it up a bit if you want. I didn't know it was on a hot dog bun. I had this like idea. It was kind of like an egg roll kind of thing, like lobster roll, egg roll. But oh, I never no, even you, seen one before. You I might saw the be onto something there. I think the yeah, sort of like uh, putting it in lobster. like a little dumpling or like crab yeah, rangoon, yeah. But with lobster. Yeah, that's where the money is. Like yeah, <laughs> lobster spring rolls. We're gonna go disrupt the whole main food culture scene. <laughs> no, we're <laughs> yeah. not. all right anywho so many things to talk about there beautiful granite all over the uh all over the park did you you've been there yeah i've been there uh, i think twice i never have thrice oh Um, yeah when you when chris when you suggested this i was like you know kind of one of my current um daily shames is how few national parks I've been to. Hmm. Really? I thought that you would have been to a bunch of them. Been to, I've been to a, a lot of different national monuments, national recreation centers, national uh, seashores. 
but yeah. yeah, a few national parks. Yeah, lots of national historic sites. Yeah, including wow. a national historic site that's called National Park. <laughs> oh, in New Jersey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that one. Yeah. Yeah. That's, um. Yeah, and a part of it is just we live on the East Coast, and there's there is not much in mm-hmm. the way of national parks. Mm-mm. It's kind of um, well. I mean, I, I guess I could add um, New Gorge. Does it count if you were there before it was a national park? Ooh, oh, I'm going to say Gorge. yes. I can talk about that one. Yeah, uh, that's. I mean, I'm sort of like the hipster of visiting national parks. Yeah, I was I like there it. before it was a national park. Yeah, I've been there. I've been there. I must have been there 20 times before it was a yeah. national park. Never been there. The Harper's Ferry. Longest uh was the longest spanning bridge in the western hemisphere for a while, or what kind of it was a it's huge. But anyway, well, <laughs> any, anywho, let's get back to our Acadia. I'm gonna so in um in, in the town I live, you know, there's there's a there's a university called Arcadia. Mm-hmm. Uh and so if I accidentally say Arcadia instead of Acadia, yeah. Uh that's that's my bad. It'll always be like, Beaver College to me. Yeah. It, it, well, Arcadia used to be Beaver College. Um, so Arcadia up in Maine is is named um, it's named after I guess the the, the Native Americans the they're a Algonquin I guess Wabanaki peoples. But do you know what it used to be called? No. What? Oh, wow. So it was, you know, it's, it's been settled for a long thousands of years, obviously. And then the first Westerners were <clears throat> um, a lot of fur traders and fur trappers. Mm-hmm. And so it was initially called, apologies to all of our French listeners or French Canadian listeners, Sieur de Mont's National Monument. And that was Woodrow Wilson in the early in 1916. And he he was uh, the French. He was a Frenchman who established was the first. He established the first permanent French settlement in Canada. Wow! And so they named it after him. And he was like a, a, mag, a fur magnet. And so you know all the French Canadian voyageurs who would go out and fur trap or whatnot but anyway that that did not last long it was renamed when it was made a national park three years later the lafayette national park Hmm. okay and then it was it was its name was changed in 1929 when they moved away from sort of naming after people to to naming after more geographically relevant let's name it after the native american people who live there not that you know the market the marquez lafayette was pretty he was you know pretty pretty cool did a lot for our country back during the revolution but it's funny who um little history lesson there of acadia yeah yeah throw throw it in so yeah uh, as you were saying the, the big thing is like Cadillac Mountain, which is 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 on Mount Desert Island, which is a part of 
the, the national park. Um, is the highest peak on the Atlantic coast. What hmm. about uh, 4,000? Is it a four? Is it up 4,000 feet? It is, it is at, um, you know, the, the oxygen deprived height of 1,530 feet. Yeah. I was, was going to say 4,000 feet. <laughs> I'll say, how, how did I not know there was a 4,000 foot mountain on the Atlantic coast? It is. Yeah. yeah. It, it, it is cool though. You go up there and like, cause you were on the coast. And so if you go up, especially if you go up to like, you know, the, the one of the popular things is to go up and there for sunrise and, if you're up there, say early in the morning, like the fog rolls in off the coast and it's, you know, it's, it's only a 1500 feet, but you can get up above the fog and, and sort of the clouds. So it is, it is kind of neat and, and, um, you know, a little, I don't know what the word I'm looking here for is. Picturesque. Just, yeah. It's a pretty cool place, but Mount Cadillac is a big old, intrusive complex as you were saying is granite it's a lot of a lot of plutons from the aptly named acadian erogeny yeah i always wonder is there uh, is there any link with the i don't know where the name acadian erogeny comes like where they get the 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 name i am i am um i'm assuming it it, it has to be from studying the, the rocks there in, in these, these, the Acadian people's lands. That's the only, that's, that, that would be my guess. I don't mm. know for sure though. <clears throat> I thought Chris was going to say it was a hot spot, but. No, no, no. no. Come on. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, uh, You've described some lovely things about it. What what makes this, you know, I'm not going to say this is your favorite, but what makes this uh, park stick out to you? Just good oh. memories or? Oh, yeah. Lots of good memories. I've, I've done some camping there. <clears throat> um, yeah, it's just, I like it. It's, it's, it. it is right on the coast. And so it is kind of like insanely picturesque. And you can, you can hike around and... <clears throat> It's, it's just one of those neat places where you can go from being on a rocky seashore into a dense forest within, you know, 10 minutes. And so, I don't know. I just, it's, it is, and it's, it's semi close to us. So I've only ever hour, been there. I've been there. drive from you. Yeah. Hours, <laughs> this short. Now, is it 12? It's gotta be 10. No, I dr- I've, I've done that drive. It's <sighs> yeah, it's, I've done it. Yeah, I've been twice too. It's definitely on our list. <laughs> Maybe next summer, but yeah, it's it is it is just it's lovely. It's a lovely place. But um, here's the thing: I haven't been a national park I didn't like. So yeah, yeah it's you, a you, very it's, it's, good point. I think if they're going to make it a national park, it's got to have something cool to it. You know, it's not going to be, <laughs> I don't think you're going to go to a national park and like, this place is a dump. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I, I like to think that perhaps we're slightly biased in what we do for livings yeah. <laughs> and talking about national parks. Like, <laughs> I, you know, I will say 
<clears throat> and we were talking about this before we started recording. We were talking about Glacier. Um, they are, some of these parks are just so crowded and it's really balancing like, uh, it sort of takes away from it. But at the same time, like these parks are for people to get out and enjoy and experience nature and, and, and all these sites and whatnot. So you can't be too angry because they're doing what they were intended for. Mm-hmm. Well, de- you know, depending on who you, you ask, national parks are sort of interesting in that there were this, this battle between like John Muir and, and Gifford Pinchot, right? Yes. Where Muir wanted them to be um, preservation areas, like pristine, untouched. And John and Gifford Pinchot wanted them to be conservation areas where we use the resource and we appreciate the resource, but, you know, we manage it, but we still use it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, we're somewhere in the middle, I suppose. Yeah. Because we. Mm-hmm. Well, I think the, the thing with the national parks is even if it is, if you're at a really crowded one, from my experience, if you go on, if you can go on a long hike, and the, the, like the further away you get from the trailheads, the more they start to open up. And once you get a couple miles away from the trailhead, you know, unless you're on like a soup, like a super, super famous hiker, you know, or something like that. Usually you can find some solitude and get out there up in the mountains or something. Yeah. You know, where yeah. you're at, you know, I mean, you got it. It's, you know, thousands, if not tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands of acres, <laughs> these national parks. So, yeah, I, yeah. I mean, I, I can tell you Acadia is almost 50,000 acres. So, uh, yeah. Um, very cool. There are spots. Yeah. So, you know, just real quick to make it geology related. We talked about the Acadian orogeny, right? So that's when, uh, Avalonia collided, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so the microcontinent Avalonia collided with North America, and so that's creating a lot of these um, <clears throat> plutons and things that you find there. Mm-hmm. The cool thing about Acadia is that the granites are super pink. Yeah, so it's it's um, it's it's all of this potassium rich feldspar, feldspathic. <laughs> I loved uh, walking along the beaches there. Um, it's just they have like really rocky beaches. I'm yeah. so used to like sandy beaches, but uh, the 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 it's all like these gravel, uh, cobble beaches. Really, it's not even gravel; it's cobble. Yeah, because and it's all like perfectly round cobbles, just from <clears throat> it, you know so long, millennia of the waves, you know, hitting hitting the coast and rounding those pieces down. It is, it is really interesting because you, you think like <clears throat> you get round from weathering, but they're still really big because the source is right there. Like the mountain yeah. is on the coast. Yeah. yeah. So they break up in these big chunks and fall. Out. But Acadia was, <clears throat> you know, it's, it's further enough, it's far enough north that like during the Pleistocene, it's, it's glaciated. So you do have mm-hmm. some, some big valleys there and whatnot. And, well, we should talk about uh, some of the glacial features, and uh, it's the only spot with. Uh, see, okay, I'm I'm gonna I think there's a bit 
bit of controversy with with what I'm about to say, but Ooh. you know what? We are the, the podcast where we're we we uh you know we talk about the topics that no one dares to talk about. No That's right. We're not afraid. About. Yeah, we're not afraid That's to talk a, about these. That's topics. our uh, second trademark right there. <laughs> so what? Burn got? that. Burn that to the CD too, Chris. <laughs> yep, I, I'm I'm working on it right now. I got the uh, got my CDRW right now cranking. <laughs> <laughs> so. Uh, there is, uh, Arca- I almost see, I almost said Arcadia cheese. Yeah. Arcadia has the only fjord, uh, in the United States. Oh, uh, so, yeah. Yeah. So, so what a fjord Ooh. is, you might've heard of that term. It's a, is it a fjord uh, or is it a fjord? Well, that's what I'm getting to. Like, <laughs> so, yeah. So a fjord is, uh, is uh it's it's basically a va- it's a submerged valley the glaciers carved out pretty these uh these pretty deep submerged valleys so like you if you want to go see fjords like the main place you go to is um uh, uh norway it has like those beautiful fjords and people go base jumping off of them and stuff and uh they're huge enormous but acadia has uh has the only fjords uh in uh, in the southern, I, Alaska's has some, but mm-hmm. uh, so I'd say the southern, the lower forty-eight states, um, definitely the only uh, on the east coast of the U.S. Now there is another term called fjord, and uh, uh, a lot of people don't know about this term fjord. A fjord and a fjord are they're two different terms. Uh, fjord is a small; it's like a baby fjord. Hmm. So. The fjords would be up in like Norway, like the huge, gigantic fjords. And then uh, some people would say that uh, Acadia a National Park has a has fjords. Huh. There you go. A lot of people don't know about that term fjord. No, I had no idea. There you go. It's blew my mind. So we do here. We just drop knowledge bombs at the uh, geology flannel cast. That was there something else. Uh, Acadia has got some other cool features and I just, I did not know this until, um, I was just reading about this just now. Um, they have a lot of these really, really cool, uh, glacial features. So typical glacial features, we're talking like, uh, polished up rock, uh, striations and chatter marks, stuff from, um, you know, kind of the glacier pushing through, but uh, there are these features called the bubbles. And I didn't know this until just now. They are Roche Moutonnais. I can never pronounce Ooh, that right. Roche Moutonnais. Mm-hmm. Um, so what is it? That uh, Roche Moutonnais, it has to do, well, it's uh, it's a glacial feature and it is, so it has something to do with like the, the name. I'm talking like the or- sheep or something. Sheep well, no. Mutton, oh. right? No. Ooh, this is yeah. This is one of my little. Sorry, so, I always I always forget. Yeah, so it's yeah. The misnomer is that it it comes from like sheep back. That maybe that it yeah. looks like a sheep laying down or something, but the actual name, the the actual assignment of the name was because of a hairstyle that used sheep fat to give people like these pompadours. <laughs> Ah, that's such a better story. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's right. That's right. I did. Oh man, I'm embarrassed. Okay, yeah, yeah, that's right. <sighs> Got to get right. me some. I did sheep fat pomade. I, yeah. You know what? 
I think we talked about that on the on the podcast. About I think a, we did before. Th- yeah, ten I years think I ago. Yep, yell that about this too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm that's right. Positive. Uh, mutton fat. That's what. Mutton, it, yeah. yeah, yeah. But that's uh, but that feature is like shallowly sloping on one end and then steep at the other. And yeah, the, the glacier kind of carves that, and uh, you know, it yeah. kind of reminds yeah. me of like the Stoss and Lee. Exactly. Yeah. Of, exactly. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And it's yeah. So the shallow side is is it's moving up that shallow side and it creates like a pressure face and, and plucks off the the steep end as it comes down. Anyway. Um, So there's also at Acadia some glacial erratics. Those are always really cool to see. Just these random giant boulders just kind of hanging out in the middle. I, whenever I see an erratic in my head, I hear Andy Dufresne from the Shawshank Redemption. <laughs> Rock that has no business being there. <laughs> yeah, that's all I hear in my head. There's no earthly business being there. It's just, just there, bucking the system. Uh, was it a piece of obsidian? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it, it, they're always fun to mess with students. Like, where do you think this came from? Look at all the rocks <laughs> around here. Why is this one different? And, uh, you know, I remember that was one of my big uh, field camp mapping things. You know, you're, you're in all this sedimentary, like limestone and shale and sandstone. And then there's just these big, giant granite boulders everywhere. Like where the the granite mountains, like 20 miles away. How the heck did they get here? <laughs> it was uh, ice rafting. Oh, um, Anyway, so it wasn't glaciers. It was a, a glacial dam burst, which put the erratics there. So I guess they're still erratics, right? I don't know. Yeah. Uh, yeah, sure. you would consider like a drop stone an erratic, right? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> it was transported by ice one way or another. Yeah. So... Um. My favorite feature at Acadia National Park was uh, Thunder Hole. Jesse, did you see that when you were out there? I I did, and it was underwhelming. <laughs> what? Yeah, I've heard you tell like, the story before. Like, thump. you you must have hit yeah. it at the wrong tide. Like, yeah, I think we probably did. But tide. I remember, like, Sarah and I, like, we'd been hiking all day. We heard just everyone talk about it. Mm-hmm. And we hiked, and we were just like wandering, hiking, not like. So you're lost. It's it's not hiking <laughs> if you're lost, all right? <laughs> well, we were maybe purposefully lost. I don't know. No. Um, but we yeah, yeah. So we couldn't find it for a while, and then when we finally found it, probably because we were exhausted. But we're like, this is it. I mean, it's cool. So what it is? Yeah. Let's explain what it is. It's kind it's of a like few a, toot toots. A few toots. <laughs> um, we just like a, a not a. How would you even describe a little tiny? What is it? It's like a little cove. That's the word. It's yeah. Like, it's it's this it's this tiny cove, and it's on the. I mean, the cove. When I say cove, it's maybe twenty feet wide or so. But there's a hole at the end of it, like on the on the on the shore side, on the uh, shoreline side of it. And basically, it's the waves when they hit this hole, 
it makes this uh, this booming sound, and that's why they call it Thunder Hall. There's really not too much to it, but uh, supposedly the people that discovered there's something about the people that discovered it. And I hope I'm not botching the story. It just happened to be, you have to hit it at the right tide and the right tidal conditions for the for the water to hit that hole just right to get that booming sound. But supposedly the people, the first people that discovered it heard it from like really, really far away. And they're like, what is that thundering sound? And um I want to say it was like a mile away or something. I I see, I forget. But um, and that's how they found it. They was just like, you know, just following this like this strange, like thundering, continual thundering booming sound, you know, that just kept so it was like the Taos hum of the east. It was like the it, it could be the Taos hum of the east. <laughs> People just don't really make that much of a fuss over this one. <laughs> um the other thing that I liked about Acadia, this has nothing to do with geology, but it's just uh I was walking along the area there and you just you look over on the coast and you see all these different like colored buoys just kind of like um, sticking up and what they are. The, I guess buoys that term, but it's for the crab traps or not the crab, uh, the, the lobster. lobster. Traps. Yeah. Lobster. Um, do you use it? Is that, are they called buoys? Is that what they're called? Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah. See, like, uh, like if you were fishing, you would call them bobbers, but when it's a bigger, I guess you would call it a buoy. Yeah. Just like hundreds of them scattered in the ocean. It's really cool of all these little, of all the, the lobster traps. Never seen that before, but um, I also saw a lobster. Went to like a lobster museum, not too far from Bahaba. Um, when I was there, but yeah, talk about how they breed lobster and stuff with that, and how you get this these delicious crustaceans on your dinner plate. Nice. It's a lot of work. Lobster tastes great, but it's a, lot, a lot, of lot of work. Yeah. So. Uh. All right. Well, I'd like to take this moment to thank our sponsor, Formatting Formula. We didn't have a nice segue. Sorry. No, I was going to do something with lobsters just uh, now, but you but, just kept on yeah. pushing through. Sorry. You steamrolled through that one. So, so formattingformula.com or YouTube forward slash C forward slash formatting formula for all of your Word document formatting needs. Um, please let them know that you heard of them through us, the wonderful premier geology podcast the geology flannel cast so thanks again formatting formula for all that you do for us so let's so help you, them out you kind of steamrolled into that just like the formatting formula will steamroll into fixing your document that's right <laughs> exactly <laughs> yeah yep anything from just you know fixing your thesis to like a regulatory formatting documents to meet you know very specific formatting criteria. So anything, and they can actually customize your headers and footers and all, all kinds of like, and they can customize your toolbars too, like to, to do macros of things that you specifically do. So they, they can do all kinds of weird, crazy stuff. So check them out. Formattingformula.com. All right. Thank you, Steve. You're welcome. Um, who wants to go next? I'll, I I would like to segue next because the park that I'm picking went through very similar erogenies. It is also on the east coast of the United States. Uh oh. Um, it has Everglades National Park. <laughs> uh, Grand Tortugas, the dry no, Tortugas. It has. Uh, 
all different kinds of geology, uh, sedimentary rocks shedding from the highlands, some really, really old igneous rocks. Um, it was uh, chartered by the United States Congress in 1934 and officially dedicated by President Franklin D. Roosevelt in 1940. All right. It was the first national park to have land and other costs paid in part with federal funds. All previous, right. Previous parks were only funded wholly with state money or private funds. All right. Uh, it's not Give too far. Hands. Not too far from Chris. I know it is. That's <laughs> I know it is. <laughs> Great Smoky Mountains National Park. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, um. Yeah. Yeah. Second, so second Klingland's Dome, second highest point on the uh, on the East Coast. Yeah. Yeah. Fun story. Klingland's Dome. We drove out there. Um, you know, kind of drive to the base and then you have to hike up. Um, it, it's not a bad hike. It's mostly paved, honestly. Um, but it, it's like Chris said, one of the highest peaks on the East coast. And, uh, so we drive there and two of my kids fall asleep in the car. So I was like, all right. So I tell Megan, just take Ben, walk up to Clingman's dome. Like it, you, Chris, you'll learn. Uh, sometimes you just let a sleeping baby lie. Uh, Juliet sure. was three at the time. Will was probably five, six, something like that. Um, mm-hmm. I guess they're two years apart. He's five. So then they wake up and I'm like, well, crud, now what I do? But they're like groggy. So I'd throw Will on my back, carry Juliet on my hip, and I climb that freaking mountain all the way to the top with two kids on me. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> super dad. Yeah. Seriously. Got a lot, a lot of looks from people just going like, you're a good father. That <laughs> <laughs> was, that was hell. Uh, <laughs> but at, at the top of Klingman's dome, they have a nice obs- observation tower. You can like, you can see why they call it the great smoky mountains. Like the clouds are just rolling in. Um, it was, it was really beautiful. Definitely worth the hike. It was very cool. Um, uh, some other fun facts. Uh, is it the the hickory tree? I think it is. Um, the, these massive trees out there, and when they first settled it, they're like, "Look at all this timber! Like, let's just cut it down." And then a few conservationists are like, "No, you can't cut these down. Like, these trees take thousands of years to grow back, and nobody had ever like heard of that." Because trees just grow back in like, you know, tens to hundreds of years, but Mm -hmm. they were wrong. So there's like one location that has like an original old growth tree, but the only reason it survived is like, it's like hanging off a cliff and it was like too hard basically to mill to, you know, to get the timber from where it was. So, uh, what are some other fun facts about the, great smoky mountains uh for a long time it was free it's one of the only free national parks you, there were no fees to get inside the park um unfortunately what Did they change it because last time i was there you didn't drive through for free effective march 1st 2023 there will be a fee assessed to cars coming in um, oh no no kidding five five bucks for the day 15 bucks for up to seven days 
40 bucks for an annual pass. And there's, there's a couple other like backcountry park, uh, camping permits and things like that. So yeah, no way. No I, longer is I, it free. I think it's because it is the most visited national park in our country. Yeah. It's, it's something ridiculous, like 2 million people a year or something. But it's, I think it's like six. Is it? Yeah. It, you know, yeah. it might be, uh, the, I went the weekend. It, there was a total eclipse. Cool. <laughs> I, I was way off in 2021. 20 million is it 20 million. I think 14. I said 14.1. Okay. Holy cow, 14.1 million people. That's a lot of people. Yeah. That's more people than go to like a baseball stadium for a whole season. <laughs> like, that's a lot of people. July is the most popular month, followed by June, followed by October. <laughs> that's random. Yeah. Yes. Uh, the, I guess uh, the lightning bugs uh, in the leaf spring. Keepers. You ever, you know about the lightning bugs out there? They're all synchronized. Yeah. It's really oh. freaky to watch it. They what? all blink at the same time. Yeah. yeah. What? Yeah. We uh we were starting to be part like they're trying to track lightning bugs more, you know, across the whole United States. And there was like a, a citizens, you know, helping portion of it. And mm-hmm. You had to learn a little bit about lightning bugs. Like at, in the beginning of the season, there are some that blink like one, two, three. One, two, three, and then there's some that just blink slowly twice, and you had to you had to figure out the differentiation between what species of lightning bug it was. I had no idea. I mean, I'd seen that like film of like the the synchronized lightning bugs. That's freaky. Like, yeah, I never. It's really hard. You have to get a you have to get a permit or something like that um, if you want to go see it in the park. But supposedly, there's um, you can go outside the park and, and see. There's some spots you can see the lightning bugs all synced up. The other thing too is with lightning bugs, different um, species of lightning bugs. Is that what they are? I don't know. But some of them only some of them are up high up in the canopy. Others are lower, and mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it all depends on the altitude where they're. Uh, yeah, we had a lot this year. I don't know about you, Jesse. Do you get a lot of lightning bugs or no? Yeah. Oh yeah, it was. Early on in the spring when we still had rain. Yeah. Before the drought really set in. I finally got some rain yesterday. Anyway. Yeah. Um, so, so, yeah. The, 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 the rocks in the, in the Smokies are all basically metamorphosed uh, sedimentary rock. You get like a lot of meta, meta sandstones out there. Um, the Ochi Supergroup. That's actually what makes up the top of Klingman's dome. It's all, it's a meta sandstone. Um, you get some igneous rocks there, but it's mostly metamorphic um, sedimentary rocks. Yeah. Used, used to be the bottom of a, of the seafloor way back in the day. Um, some of the oldest sedimentary rocks in the Smokies are, uh, Come from the Proterozoic era, Precambrian time, about eight hundred to five hundred and forty-five million years old. Yeah, isn't that crazy? Million years young at that point. Um, so the some of the younger sedimentary rocks go back. Uh, there are Precambrian. I'm sorry. Ah, excuse me. There's Paleozoic aged rocks. Um, in there as well, but um, but now it's um, um. 
it's it's all it's all met mostly meta meta sedimentary rocks at this point. Yeah. And there's a there's a big thrust fault uh called the Great Smoky Thrust. I think it's called Great Smoky Thrust. How about that? That's uh linked up. That's something to do with uh Pangea coming together. The I believe that was Allegheny. that that Allegheny, the Allegheny yeah. Allegheny. yeah. Uh, so. But yeah, it's pretty interesting to think like some of those some of those rocks all the way up there at Acadia, you know, were being squished and smashed at the same time some of these rocks down here in Great Smoky Mountain. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, lots, lots of good hikes, lots of good places to see. Um, like I said, I took my kids there. Lots of signs that say like please hold your children. People die here every year. Like cool. people die on this cool. hike every year. It's like, <laughs> yeah, I brought a three-year-old. <laughs> um, but That's yeah, cool. makes makes you perk up and pay attention a little bit. Sure, sure. Um, All right, there's the Smokies for you. Anything else, or is that pretty much Smokies? All uh, you know, out? yeah, a little bit. You know, um, but to, to talk to your point like it is one of the the most visited national parks and i went during an uh, eclipse and it was packed getting getting in there clingman's dome was packed but then it's packed on a typical wednesday afternoon let alone but the the, uh, yeah i didn't go to clingman's dome on the day of the eclipse i'm not okay an idiot but (laughs) um it's once you get off the trailhead and just start on your hike. Like you can go, you can go 20 minutes to two hours without walking past somebody. So, you know, it's really cool. And you know, the park rangers there were great. They were great with the kids. They taught them everything about like, you know, Hey, you know, if it's raining, look under the rhododendrons for the bears. If it's not raining, the bears are going to be in the trees, look in the trees. Like, Did did you see any elk? over there and uh i did not we saw some bears um did not see any elk the elks are on the north carolina side okay um on the, the side closer to the town of cherokee um it's wild i you know I, I remember the first time i was driving through there i have a buddy that lives on the tennessee in gatlinburg the on the tennessee side of uh of uh the smokies and the first time i was driving through there so on the North Carolina side, it, it, the, the park straddles the border of Tennessee, North Carolina. And uh, first time I was driving through there, I saw uh, like a herd of elk. I had to do like a double take because I had only seen them. I had only seen elk out west. I didn't know there were elk in, you know, in North Carolina. It was just like, what is this? <laughs> They're just hanging out in the field, just doing whatever elk do, you know. <laughs> All right. Jesse, you want to take a guess on how many acres? Ooh, it's big, right? Let's uh, say it's the largest say, protected area in the eastern United States. Two hundred thousand. So does, that, well, does that mean it's bigger than the the Adirondacks? Because I thought the Adirondacks was the biggest protected. Uh, I, huh. w- Wikipedia has never lied. <laughs> Good point. Good point. What do you got? What is Wikipedia saying for the uh, five hundred and twenty-two thousand acres? Whoa! Wow. Yeah. And I want to say the Adirondacks is kind of tricky because, like, not all of it is in the state park, right? Yeah. Okay. Maybe not all of it's 
yeah, protect so, it the same way or something like that. Is but, it what is is it a national the Dax a national forest? Is that what it is? Um, it might even be state, right? It's a New York Forest Preserve. Yeah, yeah, it's state. I, okay, but, it's so. oh shoot, man, the Adirondacks is huge. Yeah, Adirondack Park. It's a national. It's a forest preserve, but it's a national historic landmark. Okay, six point one million acres. Wow, jeez, oh me's. It's twelve times bigger than the smoke. Was it was his Smokies was half a million? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, because what's the twelve times yeah, bigger? How many square? Yes, it's almost nine. It's ninety three hundred square miles. Wow. Yeah, I knew yeah, that, that this that one's only 800 areas, 816 square miles. Wow. So it does this making it yeah. one of the largest protected areas in the eastern United States. So maybe mm-hmm. maybe the Adirondacks are number one. Yeah, they're, it's enormous. How, um, how many how many acres? Six, six million. million? Jeez, because I, I think Yellowstone's only like two million. Oh, the Dax is bigger than Yellowstone. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's huge up there. Um, but, but just a fun fact: man-eating crocodiles too. Pierce Crosby, <laughs> man-eating crocodiles, right? The largest protected area in our country is uh, a marine national monument near Hawaii. Ah. Really, Papahano Mokuakea National. Nailed monument. it. Yeah, perfect. Just, <laughs> really just take it slow there <laughs> in acreage it is, is it still an acre if it's underwater yeah they do in square miles in acres 330 uh, 373 million acres wow wow 500 000, almost 600 000 square miles so but i can't even it's yeah. really easy just to draw a big circle no yeah. offense yeah. To, yeah. to that <laughs> national marine monument <laughs> but you look at a map of the pacific ocean and be like boop and just draw a circle yeah, i protect you done <laughs> i declare a national monument perfect perfect yeah um all right, so I guess it's my turn now to throw out a national park. Which one is my favorite? And I have to go with Rocky Mountain National Park. I, I must have been Ooh, there. I must have one. gone out there. Well, I can tell you, I went out there 10 years in a row. So um, I also had friends that lived out there. So it made it very convenient to go visit that one. <laughs> <laughs> but um, oh, I, I just, I just, I love that park. There's so, um, uh, you know, uh, I guess brief, you know, I guess some of the cool, the, some of the cool geologic features there, obviously when you go to the Rockies, the, the glacial features there, some of the, some of the coolest that you'll see, um, there is the tallest point in Rocky mountain national park is, uh, Long's peak 14,259 feet above sea level. I want to say off the top. You've been of there. Uh, yeah, yeah. Nice. Um, one of the prettiest hikes, uh, geez, you, go, uh, you do the hike to up to, um, it's called Chasm Lake, right at the base of, uh, of Long's Peak there. And it's just, it's just gorgeous. And Long's Peak is known, it has this, this, this sheer face to it. It's like a, the, the one side of it's a sheer cliff. It's got to be a thousand foot, 1500 foot tall, uh, sheer cliff. It's huge. Um, 
really, really just, just beautiful. Um, been, uh, been caught in, uh, my fair share of hail and lightning storms up there. Had to find some <laughs> boulder caves to kind of, uh, <laughs> ride it out. One time I was up there by myself up in the Alpine, uh, out there and, uh, this lightning storm came in. I was like, Oh, I'm above the tree line. And it was just, uh, uh, in, in the middle of a boulder field out there, kind of hunkered down and, uh, rode out the lightning storm for about 45 minutes or so. Just, uh, that was a little, that got a little hairy, but, um, uh, yeah, it's just a beautiful national park. Uh, most of the rock out there is nice, but, uh, that, that rock is like a billion years old. Uh, a lot of migmatites out there, which is uh partially melted. Nice. You see the little pockets of granite inside the, uh, inside the nice. So it's been like, this rock's been put through the ringer. So the Rockies got put up about a hundred million years ago. Um, uh, they're no longer growing. They're, they're shrinking, but um, just, uh, yeah, just a the Rockies park. that old. I thought they were younger than that. Mesozo- Mesozoic. Really? I yeah, thought it was 50. I, would... I thought it was like the Laramie Neurogeny 50 yeah. million years ago. Uh, Laramie happened in Cretaceous. So, I mean, it's close, but, uh, okay. No, I, 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 my West coast geology knowledge is lacking. So I will take your word for it. I just always thought it was younger than a hundred million, but, um, what are the actual dates? Uh, maybe I was just the, Oh, it's gonna be um anyways while well, i'm looking up the actual dates of the layer of meteorogeny <laughs> um maybe it was the tail end maybe tail end of cretaceous anyways uh, uh yeah it's a, this one's saying 70 to 80 million years ago so we'll split the difference split the difference all right <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so uh uh geez, i guess in terms of uh she's got all the glacial features out there um you name it uh they got some really pretty just uh aretzi's uh kind of uh kind of like a um the uh, like kind of like, a, like oh god i'm gonna blank i can know what it is i'm just having a problem explaining it Kind of, uh, you hear if you hear something called like sometimes, like with like mountaineering, they have these things called uh, like a knife edge or something like that. It's yeah. kind of like a, a, like a thin, like a narrow kind of walkway kind of comes up, like just like a knife's edge, you know? They're, yeah. And a, a rat. Yeah. 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 And so that's a, uh, a glacial feature. Um, if you look at the, the sheer face of, uh, Long's Peak, that was, all, it's a, that was all carved out by, by ice. That's part of a cirque. Um, uh, at the at the base of there and um just just the the rock out there when you look at the rock you take a you take like a picture of the of the mountains out there it's just uh you can just see like just gorgeous like banding of this like nicic banding going across and it's always really cool because you look at this and you might see like a you might see like a cliff kind of you know sticking up you know along the in, in the mountains there and it might this thing might be huge, it might be, you know, like uh, a, a wall of a mountain, the side of a mountain, you know, like several miles wide or something like that. You can just see that banding going across. And I'm always like amazed by 
what you see in geology on like a, you compare that a huge, huge macro scale to more of like, it's the same thing that happens in rock samples, a piece of a rock sample of nice that you're holding in your hand. It has the same banding. So it's just like different, um, you know, different magnitudes of it or different, like, I guess you could say orders of these, uh, of these features, whatever is happening. These like huge, huge, um, um, scales is also happening on these smaller scales of like these, uh, you know, the, the smaller hand samples you'd hold, but, um, yeah. Uh, also Rocky mountain national park has a lot of elk. If you want to get into the biology of it, um, just like the, the great smokies. And it's really interesting. You out there during the rut, uh, during the, the mating season and you hear these, uh, you hear the elk doing their bugles and it's just, it's such a wild sound to hear. And you're like, that animal's making that sound? Like, <laughs> <geez>. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, so let's see uh, some other fun information about uh, Rocky Mountain National Park. Well, the whole thing before the Rockies were put up, it was all covered by the Western Interior Seaway, which... Uh, is the was known as the grandest seaway of its time. Isn't that right, Jesse? Is that, what it was <laughs> that, is, that is actually that is correct. <laughs> That's an inside joke. Dude. Jesse had a uh, a teacher many many moons ago at Penn State that uh that would say that about the Western Interior Seaway. Nice, so, the grandest um, of its time. <laughs> grandest of its time. It would um. <laughs> anyway, it was a big seaway it connected the the Arctic Ocean to the Gulf of Mexico. So. I he's not wrong. It was very grand. Yeah. Um, so that was there before the Rockies got put up. Basically, once the Rockies got uplifted during the Laramie Orogeny, drained out the the Western Interior Seaway. Um, but uh, yeah. So you, you go into Rocky Mountain National Park. You're looking at mountains that are like twelve thousand feet or so, and then you get Longs. It's like thirteen. Um. You want to go there? You're going to look for the city of Estes Park, Colorado. That's going to be the little quaint town you're going to hang out in. Uh, tell them Chris sent you. Yeah. Tell them, tell them Chris. <laughs> exactly. And go get a margarita at Ed's Cantina. They have pretty, pretty good margarita <laughs> and burritos there too. Um, let's see. So became a national park on January 26, 1915. You can thank, uh, Woodrow Wilson for signing that in. So oh, that Rocky Mountain's over a hundred years old now. Um there is uh there is there's a road that goes across the park, uh that um uh, and uh it's only open for it goes like right across the through the mountains. And uh they close in the wintertime, obviously, because uh it's snowed in. Oh, another fun fact. I guess this isn't Rocky. Uh, fun fact about Rocky Mountain National Park, but just Estes Park. There is, um, uh, there's a really old hotel there, and uh, Stephen King stayed there, and that hotel was his influence to write the book The Shining. Ah, uh, <clears throat> the Overlook Hotel. Yeah, is what uh, it's, well, that's what it's called in um, The Shining. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, it is called the Stanley Estes the Park Stanley. Hotel. Yeah, yeah. Another fun fact about the Stanley, one of the greatest movies of all time was filmed there, too. 
Ooh. Dumb and Dumber. <laughs> <laughs> really? One of the greatest movies of all time. Oh my God, it's a cinematic classic. Are you kidding me? It is. Uh. <laughs> so that was filmed at the Stanley in Estes Park, Colorado, with the beautiful Rocky Mountains in the background there. Um, so, uh, Oh, in 1976, UNESCO, which is uh, see that that falls under under the United Nations. Um, I don't know what UNESCO stands for. I'll find out in a second. Uh, United Nations Educational, Scientific, and Cultural Organization um, designated the park as one of the first World Biosphere Reserves. Oh, neat! Yeah, that's um, pretty cool. What do we say the numbers were for uh, the Smokies for uh, visitation numbers? Uh, 14.1. 14.1. So in 2018, this is a little, oh, 2019, I have a, that's the last number I have here, but they had 4.6 million visitors. So <clears throat> my park's still killing it. Better than your park. Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> it's, um, it's it's no gates of the Arctic National Park and Preserve, which is uh, the least visited national park. It has really? that's a good trivia question. The gates of the Arctic. Well, gates of the Arctic up in Alaska. What's their numbers? Three, <laughs> eleven thousand. Eleven thousand. Wow. wow. Yeah. I see a future destination podcast in our. Yeah, and we could hit up the second least. Uh, visited also in Alaska, which is Lake Clark National Park and Preserve, which is 13,000. Hmm. What is Arcadia's numbers? Arca- what is Acadia's numbers? Man, I'm doing uh, it too now. Yeah. Uh, let me see here. Acadia. Oh, just for reference, Chris, when you were out of Black Canyon of the Gunnison, that's, that's mm-hmm. in the top 10 least visited. Oh, really? 175,000. Um, Acadia's got to be up it's gotta there, be over right? A million, right? You would think. Yeah. In 2021, they had four size. million. Wow, nice. What's that? It's the Acadia is one of the. I think it is the smallest national park. Yeah, I think you're right. It's 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 pretty tiny, and for its size, it gets. Uh, I think if you do like the ratio of visitors. Per like acreage, yeah. I think it's the highest. Yeah, I think you're right. It, it's um, oh, actually, the smallest is Hot Springs, Arkansas, which I didn't realize was a national park. I know. Yeah, huh. I knew Hot Springs was a park, but I thought it was Hot Springs, Arizona. I don't know why I thought it was in Arizona, hmm. but I could be wrong. Yeah. The largest national park is in Alaska too, which is Wrangell St. Ellis, St. Elias. Oh, 13.2, okay. 13.2 million. We um these are all these are all good. Yeah, I do have you know I have a bucket list for those yeah. that Patreons watching the video. Um I've only been to nine, I think. More than me. More than me. <clears throat> Eight. Wait. Um, just real fast. I'm sorry. Uh, how many? Let's see. Rocky Mountain National Park is 
265,000 acres. So, uh, still smaller than smaller great than smoky the smokies what was the smokies acreage was uh 544 i think it was half, the size acres. Of, half the size of the smokies how about that i didn't realize the smokies were that big wow uh well cool yeah um, i've been i've been to let me see all right ready badlands anybody i've been there i've never, never been to that one uh grand canyon nope nope Grand Tetons? Nope. Nope. Yellowstone? Nope. Nope. Arches? Yes. Yeah, I've been to that one. Glacier? Yep, been to that one. Nope. Uh, Shenandoah? Yep. Yeah. Yes. And then Great Smoky Mountains? No. I forgot about Shenandoah. That's, that's, uh, yeah, that one sneaks yeah. right in there. Yep. My kids have been that's to the Everglades. I haven't been to the Everglades. Yeah, the Everglades. I wonder what the mosquito situation is down there. I was I was on a fan boat two weeks ago at the headwaters of the Everglades, but I wasn't technically over the threshold into the Everglades. So. Uh, Wait, really? I just kissed it. Yeah. <clears throat> what? Yeah, it was pretty sweet, man. Yeah, fan boat rides, seeing, seeing gators and whatnot. Oh, man, that yeah. sounds great. Yeah. How big were they? Was see any big gators or they the little guys? Uh, the biggest one I saw was like maybe a six footer. Six footer. Uh, that's good size. Good yeah. size. Yeah. yeah. Um, the guy driving the fan boat was not impressed. No. <laughs> Apparently it's too hot. The gators oh. sit under the mud because it's just too hot. Oh, gotcha. Mm. They're gotcha. cold blooded. So the, uh, uh, the pythons. No, I didn't see, there? didn't see them. Um, it was actually out there on, uh, the very first day of hunting season for alligator. <laughs> and, but I didn't it, know you can hunt gator. You you can. You need a permit, just like hunting deer up here. Um, but it used to be you could only hunt them at night. And then this year they changed it to you can hunt them 24 7. Wow. So, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. It was weird. It was weird. Um, but cool. Very cool. Yeah. Hunting gator. I've had gator bites. They're delicious. Yes. They are delicious. Good yeah. out of New Orleans. Get not cheap deep fried gator bites yeah mm. yeah and a bloody it's a, mary it's Delicious. like expensive chicken nuggets yeah <laughs> yeah yeah so new orleans i've never been there that's oh, on the that's list great city. speak this we should just start a travel channel with this uh, <laughs> make, uh, up for, uh, make up for uh anthony bourdain there you go um yeah new orleans is like one of my favorite cities in the in the country it's fun the food the food is amazing you can go to any like divey hole in the wall bar and you'll get amazing food there and uh just the music scene is just fantastic i love going on there listening to jazz and it's good um but um anyways i don't think there's any national parks near new orleans probably some kind of mississippi river delta protected area i assume yeah yeah <clears throat> Um, I think that is the Delta. There's a Cane River Creole National Historic Park. There's a, a <clears throat> it's a region. There's a Her Mississippi Delta Heritage Area and then Mississippi Lower Mississippi Delta region is. Is that run by the? It's got to be run by like the Army Corps of Engineers. It, it's run by the Park Service. Uh, so Hot Springs uh -oh. National Park is the closest. 
The next one is the Great Smoky Mountains. <laughs> mm, so. That's a hike. That's a hike from yeah. Mountains. <laughs> yeah. I tell you what, I went to, it has nothing to do with, uh, with geology, but uh, Mesa Verde National Park. Uh, that's where they have the, the cave dwellings, the Native American. Oh, yeah. Dwellings. Oh, neat. That's pretty wild. That's pretty wild. Um, yeah, when I was, I, I spent a lot of time on um, BLM land in Utah. And um, like just seeing the petroglyphs is so yeah. cool. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, also contending with like dummies who are like scratching it. Ah, makes oh, me so angry. Pretty awesome. Yeah. yeah. Um, yes, yeah, so we didn't mention any parks. Uh geez, there's so many of them. I mean, we didn't even talk about Yosemite, beautiful uh, you know, the part of the Sierra Nevada. So you learn if you listen from the, the podcast last week, you cannot say the Sierra Nevada Mountains. Sierra yeah, Nevada. Sierra Nevada. Um, didn't mention that one. That's one of the most popular ones. We didn't mention, we mentioned Glacier, didn't talk about that. You got some billion-year-old sedimentary rock, part of a giant thrust fault up there. Um, that's pretty cool. Didn't mention anything from the, geez, yes. we didn't mention Grand Canyon. No, I mean, I said I went there, but yes, yeah, Sequoia went, National yes, Park, uh, White Sands National Park. I, yeah, I mean. I mean, just, I mean, Yellowstone alone, we could do it. We should do a whole episode on maybe we get Maddie to talk about. Yeah, definitely. Once, once she gets cell phone service again, I know it's gotta be the high season right now. So it's like, but, um, Yosemite is an interesting story too, in terms of how, like part of it, like the Hetch Hetchy Valley, they dammed to make a reservoir for San Francisco. There's a whole story about about that. Continuing our our, uh, um, our water conversation from last week, we talked about Los Angeles and New York. Yeah, yeah. Now San Francisco. I'm I'm starting to get the feeling like this uh, getting access to water is kind of an important thing for these major cities. Yeah. Well, the the thing about like Hetch Hetchy is they they dam this whole valley to get the this reservoir and like the the water is so clean they they actually a, I think they treat it but they don't have to filter it or something but it, it it's at this point you know it's, it's nowhere close to what they need so downstream of it they built the Don Pedro dam and then that ended up being not enough so they ended up expanding it into the new Don Pedro dam like a little bit further downstream, which ended up submerging the old Don Pedro Dam. So like Hetch Hetchy is, isn't even needed anymore, but they still use it because, you know, the water is apparently better for drinking water in San Francisco. But it it is like this. I mean, it's an entire valley in, in Yosemite that's just gone. Yeah. And it, and apparently it was, you know, beautiful. Hmm. Um, so it's, it's, it's an interesting story. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's, uh, Philadelphia has, you know, where Jesse and I reside next to, uh, they have the largest inner city park system in the world. And it was established in the 1800s for water preservation, basically to try to keep the water going into the rivers 
upstream of Philadelphia clean. So Philadelphia would have clean drinking water. No kidding. I, yeah. I lived in Philadelphia for years and years and years. I never knew that. And it is funny when you part of the park, when you're walking up the Wissican Valley, um, <clears throat> which there used to be a lot of mills and stuff on there's great for the environment. Yeah. All there's a, along the, the road. It's this big dirt path called forbidden drive. It's a great little area to go for a walk. Yeah, lovely. Um, you know, the, they have horse stables and whatnot. And so, um, there's old stone fountains mm-hmm. that are in the, in the rock that are, you know, carved out that used to provide just fresh spring water. And so there are these beautiful, you know, they're put in in like the 1850s and they're beautiful carved stonework. And it, and, and it says on the one, like in Latin, it's like, um, gratis in perpetuum or so, you know, free forever. Like mm. the water is free forever, but it's, it's bricked up. Yeah. Because the water is so contaminated. <laughs> that they, yeah. There's, they, they're all, all along um, the Schuylkill river there along Kelly drive too. You see like the, they have like these like ornamental, looks like a, like a, like a lion's head. The water would come out of the lion's mouth, but it's all. Oh yeah. 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 That was all part of those uh, springs as well. People come with jugs of water and they used to fill up their water and then, yep. and yeah. then it all went to hell. <laughs> I mean, gro- growing up, like I would go with my grandfather and we would know these springs along Sharp Mountain where I grew the you know, the mountain that was in my town. And you, you just knew where the springs were coming out of the mountain. And we'd take milk jugs, empty milk jugs and fill them up with spring yeah, water. My grandparents did it too. But I mean, the whole mountain is undermined, so I'm sure it's just like I don't know. It'd be interesting to go, and the the one spring that I can think of now is gone. It's just been um, half the mountain is gone. You know, they built the sheets and a little strip mall and whatnot. But it'd be interesting to see like what that spring water, if it's got like heavy minerals or or acid mine runoff or all the above urine. Human, human fetal matter. Uh, nice. All right. Yeah. Well. Well. On that note. Yeah. yeah. We really took a turn from don't, national parks. There. Don't drink the water. Is what you learned from the podcast. <laughs> um. All right. I think. Uh. I don't know. Talking about national parks. I don't, we just kind of wanted to just mention a couple of our favorites. Um, yeah. Yeah. Obviously, we didn't There's... touch on them all. Um. If yeah. anybody has a favorite, you know, shoot us an email geologyfinalcast.com or I will say oh. my least favorite national park here we go this might Ooh. be controversial uh here we go. I'll just throw this out there uh great sand dunes uh is I'll that in Colorado something. southern Colorado yeah yeah it's cool it's cool I'm not saying it's not cool but I feel like you can do that national park in an hour and just be like okay I mean, it's it's got an amazing geologic history behind it. Uh, that whole area used to be a, a former lake bed. Uh, I think in the Pleistocene, it was a it was a lake, and it all dried up. And you on the one side of the the geology's got a really it's got a really cool geologic story to it. Um, on the one, it's 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 bordered by the Sangre de Crisco Mountains on the mm. one side, and the uh, the prevailing winds are were 
once that lake dried up, it was basically blowing the sand and it got pinned up against the mountain, the Sangre de Crisco Mountains. And um, that's how the, all that sand got collected there. But when you go there, you look it up and it's like these giant, giant. I mean, I, I think the one, the one dune is, I, I think it's like about a thousand feet tall. It's absolutely enormous. You can rent a boogie board and like, you know, go, you know, kind of like sledding down the, uh, the dunes. It's cool in that sense. It's, it's, I'm not saying it's not cool. And if you're ever in the area, you should go definitely go check it out. But it's kind of like, uh, I don't like the last time I was there. I've been there twice now. You go there and it's kind of like you're looking around and you're like, all right, this, this is crazy, but yeah, big old piles of sand. Uh, I'm good now. <laughs> nice. Something like I think the, I think the, the geology check is more interesting. What's that? It's neat to check out, but then you're like, okay, yeah, yeah. And, and uh, there's people you see that they they they're hiking up to the top of that tallest sand dune. You just they're they're tiny. You see these little like they're like little ants going up the, you see like a, a parade of people like walking up to the, the top of the tallest sand dune. Um, it's just like, good for you guys. God bless. Not for me. I have no desire to walk up a, you know, a thousand foot sand dune. <laughs> yeah. That's going to be tough on your calves. <laughs> you're going to get sand like in your shoes and like, uh, <laughs> I, like you think you're gonna get blisters from that? Like, Ugh. Yeah, it's gonna tear up your feet. I don't. Know. I, I never. I never did the hike up to that sand dune. Didn't really have any desire. But I mean, both times I went there, just kind of stopped by for like. I don't think I spent more than an hour there either time. I was like, okay, cool. I'm moving on. Yeah, it's kind of out there in the middle of nowhere too. But anyways, not not sit. I, it's, go check it out. It's it's cool to check out. You got, you <laughs> check it out once. Nice. All right. On that note. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Check us well, out on Twitter, Instagram, the Facebook. Patreon. I've been terrible with the Facebook. Yeah, I'm bad with Twitter. My bad. Yeah, we stink. Um, but you should check us out. We're not. We don't stink, gentlemen. But we could be doing a better job. We could be doing yeah. a better job. I was posting a bunch. I changed phones. I downloaded the Twitter app again. I was uh, retweeting a bunch. Yeah, of all, cool all three of us changed phones like all within the, the same month, <laughs> which really yeah. threw us off our game. <laughs> Not gonna lie, really good. Yeah. Um. So, but uh, if you like the if you like the podcast, uh, you can check out our. our um, if you want to help us out? Uh, there's our Patreon site, uh, Patreon.com/slash/GeologyFlannelCast. Uh, there's different tiers of membership there, and. Uh, uh, you can come hang out with us before uh, before the podcast starts. You get an awesome group um, every week. It comes and uh, chats with us for a little bit before and after the podcast. There's uh, extra material up on the uh, the Patreon site as well, and uh, we're working on uploading all the episodes that all all Patreon members will have access to the entire catalog of Flannelcast episodes. So you can go check that out. Uh, is geologyflannelcast.com. We got some merch up there too. If you, um, you can help us out with that, uh, if you're in, if you want to um, help out with the podcast, get some coffee mugs and some stickers and t-shirts and stuff, uh, hoodies, and you can go check that out. So on that note, uh, thanks so much for listening, everyone, and uh, yeah, we'll see you. Uh, we'll see you again next year. Uh, next year, Jeez. next uh, year, next next year, next week. So, for the hardcore listeners that hung around for all that, <laughs> yeah, right? 
It's the most important part of the podcast now. I've got a good one. What do you got? Well, we're talking national parks. Yeah. It's going to go with Woody Guthrie. This land is your land. Ooh. Oh, nice. That's yeah. a good one. That's, you know, I'm, I had one, but you can, I'm not going to steal your, steal your thunder. <laughs> that was, uh, that's perfect. So nice. Um, you know, actually, he wrote like two more verses to that song, and they're very like, uh, like people think it's, it's the the first verse is supposed to, is like it ends up being like sarcasm because then he shows like the yeah the dark the darker side of America with the I can the, see that the next verse. <laughs> yeah, people. Anyways, um, all right, I'm just really being a Debbie Downer right now. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, thanks for all listening, right. everybody. Take care. We'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye. Hope you're Bye.